freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free. Welcome to another episode of Gun Freedom Radio, where we educate, we engage, and we inform. We are brought to you by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. I am one of your hosts, Cheryl Todd. And I'm Dan Todd. Man, we have a great show today. Our theme is the powerful ladies of the Second Amendment. We have a female gun owner, a female... uh, a female gun owner. I think she owns a gun or two. Yeah, female gun store <laughs> owner, a female firearms instructor, a woman whose husband was killed in a gun-free zone. That just doesn't sound good. I know. And a lady who is working towards preserving our Second Amendment rights in the future. Well, who are these ladies? Our first hour, we're going to have Janelle Westrom. She is a competitive shooter and certified firearms instructor, but she's also the sole owner of Davenport Guns in Iowa, a 3,000-square-foot shop and classroom in in the Davenport Shooting Club. Which and, is a 12-lane, yeah. 50-foot indoor pistol range. Are we jealous? I think we're I want, a little yeah, jealous. I want one of those. Janelle. And she also holds FFLs in two other states, Illinois and Ohio. She's one of the ladies we met at the D.C. Project. She's awesome. But that's the other thing. Two two other states. Yeah, that I'm not jealous of. Three FFLs to deal with. Oh, man. Janelle, you're my hero. You're stronger than I am, lady. We also have in our first hour, Gina Meek. She's the author of Fire... <laughs> I'm sorry. Cheryl, go ahead, please. <laughs> Dan's still got a little bit of a cough going on. Uh, Jenna Meek is an author and firearms instructor, and her new book is called Calling the Shots, Self-Protection and firearm choices that work for you. I'll try again. Okay. Our second hour, we have Nikki Goser. Nikki is a survivor of a deadly crime in a gun-free zone where she lost her husband at the hands of a stalker. She is an author and in the communication director for the Crime Prevention Research Center founded by Dr. John Lott. We know him. We know him. And we've got Mary Hagen. She has served as a hunting director with the Arizona State Rifle and Pistol Association since 2014. And she plans to grow the organization as vice president next year, 2017. We also have our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report and Dan's Tip of the Week. Yes, we do. Cheryl, what a night last night. I mean, this whole week has been awesome. The gun shop's getting back together. We've got a lot of new guns that just came in. But we went to the Ted Cruz rally last night. It's our very first ever political rally ever that we've been to and the timing of it was just right and the tickets were my favorite price free (laughs) it fell on a night that that we were free and I'm just so excited that we went and glad that we had a chance to experience what is a political rally how does this thing work what's it all about you're excited I mean we were front row Ted uh, we had Ted Cruz Hannity Glenn Beck, Harley Fiorina, Rick Perry, and several local speakers. There was chairman of the Arizona GOP, Robert Graham. 
He's an awesome guy, he by is the way. Unbelievable. He and his wife nice. are the friendliest people ever. We met them once about six months ago. They knew us by name, come over and said hi to us. Awesome. Really awesome. And of course, Congressman Trent Franks was there. Um, <laughs> and I swear, if you look up in the dictionary the word gentleman, I swear his picture has to be there. Yes. He's, he's just. The neatest guy. And uh, Congressman Gosar was there also. We were walking in the door at the exact same time, and I kept trying to find my moment to stick my hand out and introduce myself, and it just was too chaotic. So I thought, well, I'll wait. Maybe there's a chance later in the evening, and I I just never did, but I'm going to find my moment. Um, And is it Congressman Lee, Senator Lee? i got to look that up. He was there as well. But you know, out of all the people that were there, you know what they all have in common? Hmm. Every one of them. They all love guns. They do. They all believe in our Second Amendment right. And what what a great honor to be talking to the people like that. Mm-hmm. So. It was a fun night. Now, we, we took our daughter. She's 26. Um, she's been married six years. She's got a almost two-year-old baby. We took uh, our cousin, who's about my age. Um, she uh, is... She doesn't have kids. She's got fur babies. <laughs> um, and she's also our PR and marketing lady. And then we took two younger cousins that were about our daughter's age, uh, Clint and Alexis. And it was really cool to go with uh, a mixed group of people, different ages. Um, Clint and, and Alexis, I'm not sure if they've ever voted before. Um, but I think they're they're geared up to vote this time. They know that Arizona is a key state this time. That hardly yeah. ever happens. Yeah, you know, and, that's going to make a big difference in the in the election. Yeah. And so to be able to go with people, and we were all brand new to this whole rally thing. We didn't know what to expect because sometimes you see on the news that it gets rowdy and there's protesters or whatever. And we're thinking, you know, that's really not our thing. We, we really hope there's none of that nonsense going on. Um, you know, it's like if you don't want to vote for somebody, then don't vote for somebody, but don't block roads and get in my way and, you know, disrupt other people's lives. Um, and so we were a little, a little nervous, not knowing what could happen. It was completely calm. It was very well organized. Uh, there was no moment at all that we saw any drama. Of course, we were right up at the front rope, so <laughs> we were focused on the stage and, and the speakers. But um, I didn't hear a peep of any any drama going on, and we were, I'm so glad. We were there from 5 o'clock until I think about 9, somewhere around there, and we were on our feet that whole time in a little square area because it was packed. I never felt my feet complaining. It was so exciting mm-hmm. that all you could think about is what's going to happen next. And during the commercial breaks, people would ask Hannity, hey, could I have a selfie with you? And he would bring him on the stage and let him do a selfie. What kind of person does that? I know. It was great. It was very relaxed, very hometown. And who did you get a selfie with, Cheryl? I got a selfie with Ted Cruz. He, I, I had him endure the Cheryl selfie, which is, that is no easy feat. Let me just tell you right now. It's it's not fun to endure my selfies because I can't get it the first time. And I'll second that. I'm... <laughs> Our third time, <laughs> our fourth Mama's time. Mama's making a weird face, but I, I won't give up on it. I'm going to keep doing it until I get it right. But, uh, no, it really was a super uh, fun night. And then afterwards, our little group went to dinner and just kind of talked about in general terms, you know, because, you know, we don't want to impose on the younger people that, well, this is what we're thinking 
we should do politically. So here's what you should do politically. We just want to keep the conversation open and and free flow and hear ideas and share ideas and challenge each other, even if we're just playing devil's advocate. And I think that's a lot of fun. You know, if you can if you can debate with people about religion, politics, money, that sort of thing, and, and everybody can keep it friendly and respectful, it is some of the most fun I think you'll ever have. And now that we've got these fabulous Google machines that we hold in our hands at all moments uh, called our, our smartphones, you know, somebody will bring up a topic and it's like, you know, I don't know, but it's worth a Google. So then we, we start Googling and then we have more ideas to share and it's just a lot of fun. You know, one of the things that I really uh, shine a light in me is I didn't know this, but Ted Cruz, when he was 13 years old, he studied the Bible, but he knew word for word the Constitution. <laughs> Who does you know, it at 13 years old? He I, said he used to walk around the neighborhood and recite the Constitution to people. I know, and that was Glenn Beck that brought that up, and it was so funny because, you know, he was he was saying how, how awesome it is that somebody really knows what's in the Constitution, but he was saying... You know, some people make uh, jokes about how stiff Ted Cruz is now as a 40 or almost 50-year-old man. Can you imagine at 13, he's walking around reciting the Constitution? You know, I, I think I think it's amazing. And uh, from what he is saying, he really believes in the Constitution and the Second Amendment, all that stuff. It's just amazing to me. And when you see that and you hear it, it's it's great. It is. You look like you're getting ready to cough again, so I'll, I'll talk for a minute. Um, so one of the people we ran into while we were there was Steve Montenegro, and I'm hoping he's going to be able – he's so busy right now. I mean, he's always busy, but it's election season, so it's nuts. But uh, he is our state representative, Steve Montenegro, and um, I'm hoping he can come on next week because we want to just publicly thank him for helping us with something that, that was happening down at the store that, you know, we – there was a SUV that plowed into our AZ firearms, the, the front of the store, made a hole about the size of a garage door. Go figure when a car comes plowing through. The whole front of the store was gone. And so, um, of course, repairs need to be made. Well, we find out from our contractor that the EPA, the Maricopa County um, Air Quality Control uh, branch of the EPA, I guess is what it is, was saying... We can't do any repairs on this part of the building that was damaged until they test for asbestos. And we're like, what? It's already been tested for asbestos. We've been here for 10 years. This building has been tested and retested for asbestos. But it was also tested that Just week. recently, yeah. yeah. And it's like, well, I'm sorry. There's nothing we can do. We have to kind of hold things off for uh, a 10-day window, 10-business-day window, well, I reached out, and because we were just in D.C., I'm like, well, this is the kind of thing you're supposed to talk to your congressman and senator and your state representative about. So I wrote letters. Steve Montenegro made a phone call, and an hour later, the the EPA office was calling me saying, you know what? There must have been a misunderstanding. We can definitely go forward with construction on that area that was damaged. And it was like, I mean, honestly, I felt like, Wow, that's how it's supposed to work. Right. Keep in mind that Maricopa County, they also did an awesome job. It was a misunderstanding between the contractors, insurance, and all the other things that happened. So they did a good job. But but uh, Steve getting the attention so that somebody would look into it deep, um, and, and they came back and said, okay, we can start building now. 
Right. Well, so. Steve said, well, all I did was make a phone call. And I said, yeah, but some phone calls are just a little bit more powerful than others. So um, I, I appreciated him taking the time. And, and when I ran into him last night and I was thanking him, he goes, you know, that is what my job is. That is what we are supposed to do. And it was so refreshing to hear that from somebody that's in an elected position, because I think so often we feel like, and they feel like, they're on a pedestal and we're just the little people. And Out of all the people we met last night, not a one of them felt like, oh yeah, they're just listening to us and trying to get out of there. Right. Well, stick around. We've got some great guests. In our first hour, we've got Janelle Westrums, female firearms store owner out of Iowa, and Jenna Meek, author of Calling the Shots. If you listen to this radio station for 24 hours straight, you'd hear about a quarter of a million words, and thousands of those words every day come from listeners like you. No one values your opinion more than we do. And when you support our advertisers, you turn words into actions. We know you're not always going to agree with us, but we wouldn't be here without you. So we thank you for listening and supporting our advertisers. 960 The Patriot, a Salem Media Group station. For straight shooting, look to the biggest little gun shop in the West, azfirearms.com, where they have everything you need to be a safe and responsible gun owner. Huge selection and a friendly and knowledgeable staff. They're my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours, too. And when you go, tell them old Don Collier sent you. Come in for AZ Firearms' huge gun buying event taking place now until the end of the month. From single items to entire collections, AZ Firearms pays you the highest values for your guns. Long guns, handguns, military, western, even your old brass and ammo. We buy it all. Find us online at azfirearms.com. That's azfirearms.com. Or visit us off I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 Western Avenue in historic Avondale. Don't miss the AZ Firearms huge gun buying event now through the end of the month. Check us out online at azfirearms.com or stop on by AZ Firearms, the largest small gun shop in Arizona. Is your driveway, pool, deck, patio, or sidewalk old and cracked? Save money and don't tear it out. Cover it with Enviro Rubber Paving. Poured in place and proven over 15 years to provide a cooler, strong, durable, and safe surface for parking, walking, playing, and even running. Enviro Rubber Paving can solve your broken concrete and asphalt problems in just one day. Call 1-800-919-5945 or visit EnviroPaving.com. That's 1-800-919-5945 or click EnviroPaving.com. Franchise is now available in the Phoenix area. Straight talk, honest answers. The Car Pro Show with Jerry Reynolds and Kevin McCarthy. I mean, I get that all the time. People say, "I want to, you know, I want to buy a two-year-old uh, Chevy Silverado." Why don't you buy a new one? Same price. That's just crazy. And the outlook—it's not going to change. Is—is is it's probably going to get worse? They're not going to be there because they didn't get sold in the first place. You can't manufacture used cars. Got a burning question? Email the Car Pro at CarProShow.com. Listen to the Car Pro Show every Saturday night from 10 p.m. to midnight, right here on 960 The Patriot. When you're working hard to beat debt, you got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. 
The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of hundreds just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, household items, to cars, boats, guns, and more at potofgoldestate.com. Or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more, visit potofgoldestate.com. potofgoldestate.com. Today, my new dad and I shot off a rocket in the park. Today, my new son and I failed to shoot off a rocket. The rocket launched into the air. And then crashed into the pond. I'll never forget that day. I'll never forget that day, even if I tried. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of kids in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And we are so glad you are all with us here today. It's a beautiful, sunny, warm spring day in Arizona, and you have lots of things that you could be doing. And so if we get to do it along with you, we really appreciate that. And if you've missed any portion uh, of the show, as always, go to gunfreedomradio.com. You can see guest pages, uh, little synopses about every one of our guests we've ever had with links to their Facebook page, their Twitter page, their homepage, whatever the case may be. You can look at any of our pre-recorded podcasts, uh, the recordings of the show, um, all the way back, almost to the beginning. I'm still working backwards as we've rebuilt the the website, and I, I think <coughs> I've got number 16, 16 posted, so I still have from 0 to 15 to work on, but but hang in there. I'm, I'm getting all of them rebuilt, and then everyone that we do, like tonight's will be on, or today's will be on tonight. You don't have pictures of me on there, do you? Yes. Yeah, what? we sure what? do. Dan Dodd's got a what? guest page. What? <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of guests, we have somebody amazing waiting on the line, and I don't want to make her wait one more minute. The theme of our show is the powerful ladies of the 2A. And our first guest is Janelle Westrom. She's the owner of Davenport Guns in Iowa, a 3,000 square foot gun shop and classroom, and the Davenport Shooting Club, which is 12 lanes and 50 feet long indoor pistol range. I'm, I'm so jealous, Janelle. And you also hold two FFLs in other states, Illinois and Ohio. And we met on the D.C. Project. Are you there? I am here. And I just want to say, as I was out at the pistol range this morning, mm-hmm. and it was snowing how much, I'm glad you're having a beautiful spring day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we can be jealous of each other for different reasons. What did you call that? You called it, what is it, snow? No, we've snow. heard that. We've heard that word. We'll look it up later. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? It's snowing. I, I have to Well, add- it, it just a bit. It just for a few minutes. Oh, my gosh. Well, we, But it still didn't make me happy. Right. Janelle, I, I, have to, I have to ask you this now. I can't wait. 
How did you manage two FFLs in two other states? How do you do that? <clears throat> well, you can't exactly think linear sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's but tequila involved, over... isn't there? Let's just be honest. <laughs> yeah, I wish. I really wish. No, I when I moved back to the Quad Cities area, which is right on the border of Iowa and Illinois, um, I actually moved back because I was going to take over an existing gun shop. So you have to, you can't just take over the FFL. You actually have to have a new one. So I applied, decided not to buy that shop, Mm. but I still had the FFL. And then you have to have a, even though it's a federal license, you have to have one for each state you do business in. So, and then I, I was asked to get one for Ohio at Camp Perry at the Nationals, which actually worked out very well for me. And that's Um, just a seasonal one, right? Yeah, that's just that's it's very only clever. valid during the nationals. It's very clever. I love that so idea. So you do you rotate? We need more time to talk, but do you <laughs> rotate your firearms around and and do that kind of stuff and ship from one store to the other for customers, things like that. Uh, sometimes, mm-hmm. you know, I, I I'll load half a million dollars worth of inventory up, take it out to Ohio, take two days to set that storefront up. Yeah, and then work for however many weeks I'm out there, thank God I have a wonderful store manager that I, I depend a lot on. Right. That is a super and key. team is everything. Yeah. yeah, I've got some amazing employees, which is absolutely wonderful. And over the years, I've met some fantastic folks out in Ohio. Mm-hmm. So I actually have a guy who works for the veterans um, home there in Sandusky who will take a week vacation, and he comes and helps out in the store. Very wow. cool. Well, if any yeah, of your managers wonderful. want to move to Phoenix, let me know. <laughs> hey, no, no poaching, okay? <laughs> we'll keep our team. We'll let her keep her team. All right. Well, I, you know, I'm curious about the the shop for other reasons, too. Um, you know, having a shop that's owned by a female, and you own it all by yourself. It's not like with Dan and I, I'm I'm an owner, but it's a husband and wife thing. And really, he was the driver here. So having a shop that's female-owned like yours, um, now I know it gives new converts to, to the, the firearms community, people that are brand new to it. I think it gives them a confidence to come in and, and, and talk to a woman. But how, how do men react to your store knowing that it's owned by a woman? Does that change anything about how they interact with you? Not not, not so much. Local, luckily, before I moved, I moved away for a number of years, but I was a pistol shooter, so people knew me on the range anyway, mm-hmm. and they knew my background. So opening up the range, you know, they're, you know, the guys that come in that I don't even know, they're like, "Well, we heard you could shoot." <laughs> so they respect had, you for your your prowess on the lane. So that's good, right? Yeah, that is good. I did have one gentleman come up to me. Um, I had a gal working here. She was 25, cute as a button, and uh, a blonde, so everybody thought she was my daughter. <laughs> Don't you love that? <laughs> I do. Somebody came up, and they said, well, I've, I've never heard of a female-owned gun, or a, I've never been to a gun shop where I see all these women running around. Mm-hmm. And Tiffany says, well, there's the owner right there. And he's like, what, the guy with gray hair? He's like, no, no the blonde girl. <laughs> hmm. He just kind of harumphed and right? bought some ammo. Dope. Yeah, so. that was it. That that's the worst I've gotten from anybody, and he wasn't even. No, he's not even. He bad. was just kind of cute and 
Yeah. Well, you might even yeah. get some some looky loos come in just to kind of see. Well, let's see if she knows what she's doing here. You know, let's let's check the place out. And then when they realize that you do, well, now you've got a customer. Well, that happens with well, guys in, too. In it happens on the men's side too. There's always wanting somebody to see if they can challenge you on what you know. That's true. Well, and and they do that a lot. But I I end it really quickly by saying. You know, I don't know the answer to that. Let me get somebody who does. That's the perfect answer at any time. And we always tell our guys, don't ever try to be an expert outside of what you really know. Don't, you know, people can smell a fake mile away. Um, Mm -hmm. Well, we've just got a little over a minute before we're going to go to break and we're going to hold you over. But um, I want to ask you, and if this is better to wait through the commercial, you know, there's more women getting into the shooting sports and and Mm -hmm. competition and self-defense. Can you quickly say why you think that might be? Um, Quickly, because this world is going to hell in a (laughs) handbasket. Well, that's that's it right there. (laughs) Pretty much. Because they they sense that there's craziness out there, right? And they want to be able to protect themselves. Exactly. And they're seeing... You, they just want some way that they can take care of themselves and their family. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, I, I don't know how you could have been more succinct in that. And I, and that's what we're experiencing in our shop, too, is that, you know, people feel like there is not enough time to engage the, the law enforcement because when crime happens, it's happening like now, in the okay. now, right? Yeah. I have a bunch of widows that come in. Their husbands have passed away. Partly they had guns in the house and they want to learn how to use them. Partly because they're scared because they're living alone right now. Right. So I have, it's the cutest thing. I have a couple 85-year-old ladies that just learned how to shoe. And they come in and practice every week. I love that. And you're you're offering them such an incredible service. Well, Janelle, hang on. We're going to hold you through the commercial. Come back with us. Janelle Westrom, the female owner of Davenport Guns in Iowa. Hi folks, I'm Don Kyer. If you're looking for the biggest little gun shop in the West, look to azfirearms.com. They have 1,100 guns in stock and a knowledgeable staff to help you find just the right firearm for you. azfirearms.com is my nationwide hometown gun shop, and you should make it yours too. Come in for AZ Firearms' huge gun buying event taking place now until the end of the month. From single items to entire collections, AZ Firearms pays you the highest values for your guns. Long guns, handguns, military, western, even your old brass and ammo. We buy it all. Find us online at azfirearms.com. That's azfirearms.com. Or visit us off I-10 at Dysart Road at 215 Western Avenue in historic Avondale. Don't miss the AZ Firearms huge gun buying event now through the end of the month. Check us out online at azfirearms.com or stop on by AZ Firearms, the largest small gun shop in Arizona. Earnings vary based on your effort. Do you want to learn how to make money flipping houses right here in Phoenix? If so, we have an amazing opportunity for you. We're looking for a small group of motivated individuals to join our real estate investing team. You'll learn our simple three-step system for flipping homes right here in the local area. 
This is Stan Merrill, star of A&E's hit TV show, Flip This House. My team and I are looking for a handful of people in the Phoenix area who want to learn how to make money flipping houses in your spare time using other people's money. Phoenix is a perfect market for my system, and next week, I'm holding a free two-hour educational workshop where you will learn how to make money flipping homes and how to build long-term wealth with income properties. To get two free tickets to Than's Workshop, call 1-800-720-6694. Seating is extremely limited. Call in the next 10 minutes, and you'll also reserve a free copy of Than's Money for Deals Guide. That's 1-800-720-6694. That's 1-800-720-6694. Hey everybody, this is Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan, world champion gunslinger and Hollywood gun coach. In the Westerns, there's always a good guy and a bad guy and sometimes the ugly guy. And I always root for the good guy, which is why I'm here to tell you about the good folks over at azfirearms.com. They are straight shooters and always give you the best deal in town. azfirearms.com is the biggest little gun shop in Arizona and have something for every single gun enthusiast. Long guns, pistols, hunting, military, law enforcement, home protection, you name it. And when you've got some guns to sell or trade in and trade up, azfirearms.com are the folks to see. Geez, they bought a cannon once. They are family-owned and operated, friendly staff, courteous, totally reliable. azfirearms.com will give you the best value for your used guns. So stop in, see my friends Dan and Cheryl Todd at azfirearms.com in Old Town, Avondale, off the I-10 and Dysart Road, and tell them Joey Rocket Shoes Dylan sent you. It takes two of us to deliver a very important message about this radio station. 960, The Patriot. Hi, it's Hugh Hewitt. And this is Dennis Prager. You've heard me talk about the American Trinity, E Pluribus Unum, and God We Trust at Liberty, the three things that set the United States apart. It's a powerful idea, Dennis, and this radio station is a place where powerful ideas and principles thrive every day. We never forget that faith and freedom are part of what make our country exceptional. There are some people in high places who apologize for America. That's something this radio station will never do. When you listen to 960 The Patriot, we promise not to insult your intelligence and to speak the truth. And we'll prefer clarity over agreement. Right. This is what our radio station is all about. And as long as you're there to listen to us, we'll be here for you. Please tell your friends about it. Absolutely tell our sponsors that you appreciate their support for this radio station. Intelligent Talk 960 The Patriot. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, educate, and inform. We are sponsored by AZ Firearms, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. The theme of our show today is the powerful ladies of the Second Amendment, and we're talking with Janelle Westrom, one of the ladies we met at the D.C. Project. And Janelle, are you still with us? I am. Hey, I've got to ask you this. i got two questions for you, and then you can answer it, please. Your grandfather purchased the rights to Armlight back in 1994, and that was during the Clinton ban. How did that go? Actually, he it wasn't my grandfather; it was my father. Oh, and he okay. bought them in. He bought a small company called Eagle Arms in 1994, and in 1995, he bought the rights to the Armalite trademark. But wow. he actually bought it after the Clinton ban. Well, that was interesting timing because yeah. you know, as everybody thinks, the the AR for Armalite is somehow supposed to stand for assault. Rifle, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which it doesn't. Or automatic rifle. Or autom- yeah. Right. But um, that that was really interesting and bold timing on his part. How, how did all that affect that decision? Well, he, uh, my dad is nothing if not a historian. 
and he he uh, was having some scopes made at the time. And he, he was talking to the guy that was making the scopes and said, you know, I really want to bring back the AR-10, the, the 308 version of the AR-15. And the guy looked at him and said, well, I used to work at Armalite when I was a teenager. And got my dad in touch with a whole bunch of the engineers that were still around at the time. And uh, they did the search, and they found out that the guy that owned the trademark lived in Seattle, Washington. He wasn't doing anything with the trademark. So made him, made him an offer. The guy made a counter offer, and the next day they agreed on a price. And, yeah, it was good. Does he, does he still own, own the rights? Uh, no, he actually sold Armalite to a company called SAC, Strategic Arms Corp., and they're located in Arizona. Yeah, they're and, Lake, Lake uh, Havasu. That about, yeah, that was about two and a half years ago. So he's still on the board of directors, but he, he really doesn't do a whole lot with the company other than go to board meetings. Well, it's still very cool. I mean, trivial pursuit question right there. <laughs> you're you're welcome to, <laughs> to all those trivial pursuit people out there. Um, now... We're, our time is just going so fast, and I hate how fast it goes, but tell us about your experience on our D.C. trip. That was an absolutely amazing trip. I agree. And I got to tell you, that group of women, you included in that group, your daughter, well, thank that you. was, talk about a high caliber of woman. That's what I thought. I was just yeah, it, humbled to even be in the same room with the awesome ladies, including you, heck, by the I, way. I, yeah. I felt like yeah, a woman Amanda, myself. <laughs> Amanda roped me into that, and I, the closer it got to it, I kept thinking, oh, my good Lord, what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> I know. Well, my daughter and my husband kept saying, so what are we doing? And I'm like, you know, I don't really know, but we're going to find out when we get there. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> and it, yeah, was. it was. It was great. It was. It, it was wonderful, and I can't wait for the July trip. I know. I know. Me too. I'm not sure I get to actually go. Those dates are rough for me, but but the D.C. trip was, the D.C. project was where all these women came together, went to Washington, met with our elected officials from our prospective states, and began forming relationships, right? And mm-hmm. so, so when you met with yours, how'd things go? Well, I, I kind of cheated with mine. Okay. When when I went to meet with mine in D.C., I actually was told, well, they're here right now. Come meet them. So I met with my folks here in Iowa, actually oh. here in Scott County. So I was at a breakfast with, with Senator Ernst and... Uh, the other one. <laughs> yeah, Grassley. <laughs> Don't you hate that? Grassley. I went down to his office. You know, they said he's in town. So I, I was able to go down there and, and meet with them and shake hands and talk to him for a few minutes. Everybody was wonderful. Mm-hmm. Everybody was wonderful. The most important thing I learned is if you have a really dumb look on your face, somebody will say, where do you need to go and let me get you there. Yeah. That was, you know, I, I got to where I could perfect the look. So it would just speed the process <laughs> up. So. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, well, I am so, so happy that you got roped into it and that I had a chance to, to meet you. And we actually spent a day running around going to different people's um, senators and Congress people. And that was rich because then we got to meet people from all over the country and watch how they interacted with their representatives. So 
it uh, I, I thought it was amazing. And um, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, it was an it was an astounding trip. I agree. All right, ma'am. Well, thank you so much for taking the time on a busy Saturday, a busy snowy Saturday for you, and joining us here on Gun Freedom Radio. We'll have to have you back again in the future after the July trip. Would you come? Uh, absolutely. I'll be in Ohio at the time, but I'm available by cell phone, and I'll see you at the NSSF Industry Summit. You know it. We're both speakers, right? No, I'm not a speaker, but I'm on the uh, range advisory council. Oh, awesome. Well, we'll definitely see you there. Thank you. You're welcome. Stick around. We've got more to come. Because it could happen, Hugh Hewitt explains how an open convention works. There is no plurality rule. If we had first past the post, like Great Britain did, you get the most votes you win. But if you don't get 1,237, you don't, and all the delegates are unbound. Trump or Cruz are the only two who can get there on the first ballot. On the second ballot, I can get to 1,237. Everybody understands this. This is not even hard. The Hugh Hewitt Show. Afternoons at 3, right before Mark Levin at 6. On Intelligent Talk 960. The Patriot. Hey ladies, Cheryl Todd here from azfirearms.com. Many of us ladies are taking the important step of becoming responsibly armed, but it can be an intimidating process. And with all the politics swirling, a first-time gun buyer, whether a guy or a lady, might feel uncertain about where to begin and who to trust. At azfirearms.com, we are a small, friendly, family-owned shop that specializes in first-time gun buyers. We are staffed with knowledgeable people who are ready to help answer all of your questions. My husband and Dan and I pride ourselves on having a safe, no-pressure environment. Once you have decided on a purchase, azfirearms.com partners with professional firearms instructors who will train you to become a responsible, safe, prepared, and proficient gun owner. So ladies and gents, when you are looking for personalized service and a huge selection, come to azfirearms.com in Old Town Avondale off the I-10 and Dysart Road or visit us on the web at azfirearms.com. This is attorney William J. Wolf, host of Middle East Radio Forum, heard every Sunday at noon here on 960 The Patriot. This Sunday, historian Dr. Steve Carroll returns with his essential Dateline Middle East news analysis and commentary. Learn about the essential news from the Middle East. Dr. Carroll's presentation is not to be missed. Please spread the word about this very important show. That's Middle East Radio Forum, Sunday at noon on 960 The Patriot. Before you buy a TV, you check with Consumer Reports. Before you hire a company, you check with the Better Business Bureau. So before you hire an attorney, go to azbar.org. azbar.org has lots of great information, things you need to know before you hire an attorney, and what to do if something goes wrong. Also, our Find a Lawyer section can help you find someone in your area who understands your legal need. It's all at azbar.org, the State Bar of Arizona, serving the public, enhancing the legal profession. Sponsored by the State Bar of Arizona, aired in cooperation with the Arizona Broadcasters Association and the station. When you're working hard to beat debt, you got to think of creative ways to get your income up. Here's an idea. Sell some stuff at auction. Start with locally owned and operated potofgoldestate.com. The owners, Dan and Cheryl Todd, have over 60 years of combined experience in selling antiques, collectibles, guns, coins, and jewelry. And over their many years in business, they've earned the trust of hundreds just like you. Whether you're saving for a rainy day emergency fund or paying down debt, let potofgoldestate.com help you get the extra cash you need. Potofgoldestate.com will purchase your items outright, or you can consign them to their twice-a-month online auction. Pot of Gold's nationwide online auction is a great place to get top dollar for your 
Collectibles. They specialize in everything from antiques, household items, to cars, boats, guns, and more at potofgoldestate.com. Or visit them off I-10 and Dysart Road in Historic Avondale for some live auction action. For more, visit potofgoldestate.com. potofgoldestate.com. How do we get a diagnosis? What are the stages of the disease? When someone in your life has Alzheimer's, not a day goes by that you don't have questions. Do we need full-time care? Are there any new treatments? So many questions. Where do you start? How will I pay for this? Where can I get extra help? Alzheimer's.gov, a reliable resource for information about Alzheimer's and related dementias. What happens next? Where can I find answers? The answers start here. Welcome back to Gun Freedom Radio, where we engage, we educate, and we inform. We are sponsored by azfirearms.com, the biggest little gun shop in Arizona. And we want you to be part of the conversation. We want to hear from you. And we want the conversation to continue on past the, the showtime on Saturday. So please go to our Facebook page, go to our Twitter, and, and leave messages for us. Let us know what you liked, what you'd like to hear, what we could have done better, some news story that you want to bring to our attention, and also our website. There's a Contact Us uh, feature on there at Gun freedomradio.com and of course our Facebook and our Twitter it's all the same name we're easy to find so please let us hear from you all right so Jenna Meek is our next guest and she is an author a podcaster and a self-defense instructor holding credentials from none other than the Masad Ayub group and the NRA she specializes in teaching in the firearms discipline her husband and Jenna uh, they run the Carry On Colorado website, and Jenna just wrote a new book called Calling the Shots, Self-Protection and Firearm Choices That Work for You, and she is one of our powerful ladies of the 2A. Miss Jenna, are you with us? I'm right here, Cheryl. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, my goodness. You're so clear. It sounds like you're in the room with me. I love that. <laughs> Yeah, I mentioned the podcasting thing, right? You definitely, you've got this down. This is not your first rodeo. <laughs> so congratulations on the new book. It's called Eek. Calling yes. the Shots, Self-Protection and Firearm Choices That Work for You. Tell us a little bit about that. So it's really weird to be um, referred to as an author. I don't think it's sunk in. The book's only been up for about a month now. Oh, um, this book is pretty much my story of what worked for me and what didn't work for me on the road to taking responsibility for my own safety. Mm-hmm. So um, as we, a lot of us know that the journey for women and men tends to look a little bit different or quite a bit different. Um, you know, your husband's solution, my husband's solution for me was just strap the gun to your hip, let's go. <laughs> and I'm like, does this Glock make me look fat? You know, so. <laughs> Exactly. And you have to kind of find that balance of what works for you and what doesn't. And over the years of teaching, I got the same questions over and over again and thought, uh, maybe I should put this down in writing somewhere. So um, the book was born. Well, I'm so happy the book was born. And just looking over the the list in the, the table of contents is good enough reason to dive in here. And I mean, chapter 10, caring in public for the first time. You know, people don't really think about it. 
You know, they're just like, okay, so I'll, I'll buy the gun and I'll buy the holster and then the, the rest takes care of itself, right? Yeah, it's it's a really, I, I can remember the first time I ever carried in public, I told a story in the book that I, um, I would, you know, went to a big box store um, where everybody's wearing pajamas. So I, I didn't feel um, too casual in my jeans and oversized sweatshirt because you're really self-conscious about that gun. Mm-hmm. Um, and I bumped into a um, classmate of my son's mom who had no idea um, what I did at the time. It was kind of still in the closet with that whole gun thing. Um, and the whole time you're kind of like, you want to touch it to make sure it's still there, <laughs> right. but you don't want to get caught. So, <laughs> so you just kind of um, learn to, it hasn't gone anywhere and you just kind of learn to, to deal with it. And you're the only one that feels weird about it. Nobody else knows what's going on. It's well, so Jenna, true. Before, before, I'm I'm lost on a first comment that you made. You said that um, does this Glock make me look fat? Uh, <laughs> tell Cheryl never to ask me that question, please, because I won't answer it. Okay. Okay. Good. Don't. <laughs> should never answer that. No. And and I should say that I was I didn't start carrying a Glock until a couple few months ago, maybe last summer. So so that was a whole new experience for me. But Have you tried yeah, that anyway. new forty two, the real small one? I got the forty three. Forty three. Okay. Mm-hmm. Very cool. But I actually got to shoot a forty two of a student's. Um, not too long ago, and it was very, very smooth, I thought. Yes. So. What would you say your favorite carry gun is, or do you just have a variety depending on where you're going, what you're doing? Yeah, it has to match my shoes, right? right? That's yeah. what I'm saying. <laughs> um, you know, I love the 1911 platform. I just, no matter how small they are, I still find that they're a little bit heavy for me. Mm-hmm. I've had, um, you know, back problems in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I really like that Glock 43. The first time... Glock finally came out with a single stack nine millimeter. I was there because um, I have teeny tiny hands and nothing, no no double stacks fit me really well. So um, I really enjoy that gun. You know, just in a few sentences, you've hit on so many of the important key things. There's there's the actual bulk of the thing, right? There's the the heaviness, like if you set it on a scale, how heavy it is, and then the the size of it as it fits into your hands it's like shoe we already talked about shoes right it's like shoes so -hmm. what fits in my husband's hand is not necessarily what's going to fit into mine and these are all such important things for people that are considering buying a gun whether they're walking into a, a big box store a small mom and pops like we have trying to buy online and so what would you say to people that are trying to find that fit you have to go out there. You have to pick them up. You have to touch them. You have to get a sense for how they fit you. Um, my biggest thing I tell my students, I take a lot of women gun shopping um, just to try and help point out you know, pros and cons as they may see them. I can teach anyone to shoot any gun they want to learn how to shoot. Um, but if it fits your hand, it's going to be so much easier. Um, so that's the thing. I think that women, too, we get hung up on it has to be small. It has to be compact. Um, I know plenty of teeny tiny little ladies who are carrying, you know, mid-sized guns because they're motivated to find a way to do that. I just haven't been as motivated to be able to, to do that. So I do stick to the smaller guns. 
Absolutely. And we deal with a lot of first-time gun owners, female gun owners, and we have a huge retirement community out here. You know, people come to the, the beauty and warmth of Arizona to retire. And so then we've got, you know, well, we've got aging joints. You know, we've got some arthritic situations, not just in your hand, but in your shoulder and your elbow. And those are all things to consider as well. Yeah, because as you know, Cheryl, I'm sure, and Dan, you know this too, that the smaller guns are not the most friendly to shoot. No, it's so true. And so that's even another element that, you know, they've got to consider the weight, the size, does it fit your hand? And do you have the hand and and wrist strength to rack a slide or to pull the hammer back or to, to pull the weight of the trigger? All these things are important. Yeah, I think that test drive is is a really important thing if if um, people can go out and try a variety of different guns to get a feel for what's going to work for them. I think they're way better off in the long run. I'm going to play Johnny Cochran for a second. I'm going to say, if the gun fits, you'll get more hits. <laughs> there How about you go. that? <laughs> I think I'm we're going to trade okay with that. <laughs> Um, well, you know, as long as we're laughing a little bit here, um, as a firearms instructor, you know, you teach a lot of things beyond just the technical functions of a firearm. And, you know, some stuff we never talk about, like um, bathroom tricks. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to become the potty girl. <laughs> you are. I'm <laughs> listening. I'm listening. Let's go. I said to my husband earlier, I'm going to become the potty girl. I don't know how I feel about this. <laughs> It's but important it had, to know what do it you had do. To be said, so here we go. What do you do with the thing when you're in a public restroom? Wait a minute. So, First of all, what do you do with the gun? Let's don't say thing. No. Just okay. what do you do with the Let's gun? Let's be specific. Yes. Thank you for the clarification, yes. Dan. Okay. It makes my job a lot easier. Yes, okay. <laughs> so well, oh. I think mostly this started for classes because we have porta potties at the range. Mm-hmm. And so um, you know, you call a break and every all the women stand around who are new to this and they're just looking at you like, okay, how do I use the restroom with a gun on my belt? Because mm-hmm. this is a new experience. It's so a concern. We, so um, I don't think that I'm the first one to come up with this. In fact, I probably learned it from one of my mentors, Kathy Jackson. Um, I, I just, I think I wrote it first. So so now I'm the potty girl. Um <laughs> Anyways, we just recommend closing the lid and then you can, you know, undo your belt and get your pants where they need to be. But when you um, when you get your pants down, you buckle the belt back up. Keep your knees taut so your gun doesn't fall out. Um, Do what you need to do. Close the lid, pants back up and rebuckle and you're good to go. So don't put the gun on the floor. I have to tell you the story real quick. A, a guy that used to work for, he still works for us, he'd, he'd go in the bathroom, and every time he'd come out of the bathroom, I was wondering why there was a, a paper towel behind the seat of the... the, the on the, the tank. Pool, on the tank. And I'm going, what is finally, that? after why? about a year, I go, all right, what is, wh- going, what on? is going on here? And he does that to put his gun on there. Oh, no. But then no. he could end up leaving it behind. So I like your trick. I think that right. was worth the price of admission today right there. Okay. Fantastic. Thank you for, for being the potty girl for us. So That's anyway, I heard you first on a podcast, a brand new podcast. Tell us a little bit about the, the self-defense stories with Rob Morse. Yeah. So Rob um, contacted me and said, hey, I have an idea for a podcast and Um, He pitched this, you know, we'll kind of, um, my words, not his Monday morning quarterback, different um, 
defensive gun use scenarios that we see um, on the news, um, what they did right, what we liked about them, and let's just kind of break it down and you know give a give an overview of the situation. And um, I think that it has um, been very eye opening to do that podcast. I think it's brilliant because we can learn from other people's successes and mistakes. You know, one of the things as an instructor that people ask me, how will I know how to act when it's time? Mm -hmm. And um, I think this is just the kind of podcast um, that can help people because if if they read the story, they see how it happened, they hear the instructors um, and the people who live and breathe this stuff break it down and give their opinions on, you know, what happened. I think it's just one of those things that people people can start picturing, um, you know, in internalizing the situations and get a good idea based on that. I, I can't uh, agree with you more. I think it's really good. It's the Self-Defense Gun Stories podcast, and you are on episode number one. Mm-hmm. And uh, Rob Morse, he's been a guest on our show a few times, so he's a friend. But I would definitely encourage everybody to check that out. Uh, and also, of course, your book. Before we run out of time, tell people how to find your new book. Um, it is on Amazon.com. I have um, also various other ebook versions other than Kindle available at different booksellers like Barnes & Noble and iBooks um, through those channels. Um, but yeah, Amazon.com, just Google Calling the Shots, and uh, you should find it. That's awesome. And your name is easy to spell, too, which is nice. Jenna Meek, just like it sounds, right? That's right. So if you want to search by that. And if you could share one thing with somebody who is new to firearms, whether whether it's the potty trick, (laughs) whether it's getting a gun that fits your hand, whatever it is, what would you think is the thing if you had one thing you could share? Just one, huh? Mm -hmm. I know that's Um, tough. You can slip a second one in if you have to. No, that's okay. <laughs> so my biggest thing, especially for women, is that this has to be their idea. This has to be their journey. Somebody else can't walk it for them. So um, I, I think that we all have to make our own decision, put in our own work and our own research to make it happen and to make it work for us. It's such a personal thing that it's not something our husband can tell us to do or a colleague can tell us to do. It's something that we have to do for ourselves. That's a hard thing to do because husbands seem to want to do that. And, and I, I, I was guilty of it too. Cheryl broke me. She says, uh, I bought her a dress once. That that didn't work. Okay. <laughs> yeah, don't even try buying so. me a gun if you can't get the dress right. Anyway, thank you so much, Miss Jenna, for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. It was my pleasure. Awesome. All right. Well, stick around. Don't move a muscle. We've got our second hour coming up with our Responsibly Armed Citizen Report, Dan's Tip of the Week, and our first guest is Nikki Goser. <laughs> 